Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about self-esteem, the neuroscience behind it, the psychological factors that contribute to it, like how you grow up, your friends, your family, as well as ways you can increase your self-esteem and to know if you're suffering from low versions of it. It's so juicy. Oh, and then we're going to do our wedding we in these weeks. Oh, dang. <laughs> Mine's about social media and yours is about AI. Damn. <laughs> I nailed it. Wow. I should not be a radio host. The amount of times we just like flub the intro. <laughs> Whatever. It just shows we're real. We're raw. We're yeah. vulnerable. This is not a produced pod. Okay. I mean, like it is produced, but by us for, for us. us. <laughs> Uh, hopefully not for it. Hopefully someone is in fact listening to this. But like, l- like whenever you hear on podcasts, people being like, oh, Jessica, write that down or bleep that out. I'm like, oh, I want that. Wait, what? <laughs> what? So many podcasts, they acknowledge their producers. Oh, they, there are other people who are like gotcha. editing it for yeah. them or like in the room taking notes. No one's or here. Bleeping out names or cutting out segments. Like it's no one just is here. Our Rainy. dog is here. Rainy's here to do it. But he's hopeless. Um, so, yeah, that's true. Um, I'm. I'm wearing my back brace because okay, because well, Greg broke his back. By the way, no, I did not, and that's not funny. Uh, that is not funny. Um, Don't step on a crack. Uh, yeah, I used to do that all the way home from school. Mom, you're still fine. Okay. Anyways, I want to do an episode on posture. Oh, interesting. Because I'm wearing this weird thing that is truly like so cheap. And I'm like, is it giving me a hunchback or is it saving me? But it feels really good. It feels like it's doing something good in this moment. I need to sit up straight. And then I really want to do a podcast episode about posture. And through the podcast episode, think about what ASAP science video about posture. Yeah, I'm into that because I deep down think that thing you use is not good. (laughs) But but don't you think I'm standing up more straight these days? Maybe, yeah. And I, I'm not like one I to talk. I think I have pretty decent posture. You do. But I also have a lot of back problems. So I'm like, maybe I don't actually have okay. decent posture. No, so like, but I don't know. I'm always just like, well, I have like a deformity in my back that's just like maybe one leg longer than the other. And it always leads to like some issue in my back. But ASAPScience.com slash chat. If you have anything to say about posture, it will be coming up in the future. <laughs> and now let's get into today. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. So self-esteem, we are talking about today from all different perspectives, science perspective, neuroscience perspective, psychological perspectives, because it's so interesting. It's so important. And I don't think it's talked about enough. Yeah, I think everyone has like an inherent relationship with their own self-esteem and the concept of self-esteem. But doing this research, like I found it so interesting to, yeah. and to see the role of like what friendship does, how like your parents impact you if you are a parent how you can think about your kids and what elements like actually lead to good self-esteem because some of them are uh, what's the right word like counterintuitive yeah counterintuitive um and then also just like how you grow up the environment you're in i thought it was like really fascinating to think about myself my own environment of course like everything it's a spectrum so we're not gonna be landing on like you have good or bad self-esteem but I think it will be very interesting to talk about and hear your perspective. Okay, so self-esteem is how we value and perceive ourselves. So self-concept is what we think about ourselves, which is separate. Self-esteem is whether, based on our self-concept, how we think about ourselves, we think it's a positive or negative evaluations of the self. So it's like 
you can have a self-concept and be like, this is who I am. But then if you're judging that, either positive or negatively, mm. that's your self-esteem, which I thought right. was really interesting. It's yeah, not just is. about who you are. It's about how you're judging yourself. Yeah, because your self-concept could be something that others might think is bad. But if you have good self-esteem, you're just like, well, I don't have a problem with yeah, the self-concept, exactly. right? Like it is ultimately what your projection of your own self-concept. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. There's, it's almost like you did research on yeah, this. Yeah, there's <laughs> two different forms of esteem. So the need for respect from others <clears throat> in the form of recognition success and admiration mm -hmm. and the need for self-respect in the form of self-love self-confidence skill and or aptitude that one is way scarier to me which one what the second the self, <laughs> self one yeah like i understand self-esteem is inherently self but it, no, it but makes it, so much more sense to be like okay i feel bad when other people judge me right like that seems so normal and so human for people to have their self-esteem waver if people are being mean to them or saying like like judgments about them. But it's the opposite. It's also the other way around, which is like also needing people to say good things in order to feel good. That's kind of hard. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I just there's a darker element. Yeah, is what to talk about. Like, do I judge myself? Like, am I? Yeah. And maybe yeah. this is just for me. Like, That's dark. it's easier to say like, well, other people are hurting my feelings, or I value their judgments. But there's a darker thing that's like, am I like uh, judging myself so harshly? Yeah, that that's why I have low self esteem. For example, <clears throat> there's another thing I think which is helpful, which is that self esteem can be broken up into different sort of almost like timelines. So there's chronic self esteem, which is just like mm -hmm. the way you feel about yourself at all times fluctuating self-esteem which can obviously change at different times and then there's like specific or particular domain self-esteem such as like physical appearance hmm. or just like knowing that you could be like i have low self-esteem about my body yeah. but that doesn't mean i have low self-esteem period like oh, i think totally. that's like really good and when we get to like ways to help deal with your self-esteem is sort of being like okay what parts of me do i have low self-esteem for mm -hmm. and what parts do i have high self-esteem for because it's not yeah, that's chronic self-esteem is like obviously those all add up to a specific feeling about yourself but it is cool to know like oh this this situation gives me low self-esteem this situation gives me high self-esteem which one should i maybe do more yeah and it's almost self-fulfilling when you tell yourself you have low self-esteem and i think yeah it, it exactly. is very helpful as you're saying to break it down and be able to say okay i have low self-esteem about my sociability in public and then it's easy to take that and be like, cause oh damn, I have low self-esteem. Like I'm just not good at things, whatever. But to actually step back and go, you know what? It is just in that area. I'm actually really smart in math and I yeah. really have high self-esteem at the gym. Like, and I think a lot of people can relate to feeling like they have low and high self-esteem in different places once you start to think about it. Mm -hmm. So that's what these studies helped me realize was like, wait, this isn't just like a finite thing, which people talk about. They go, oh, they have low self-esteem. It's like, no, maybe they have low self-esteem about one thing yeah. that you're triggered and bringing up, but they have high self-esteem in other ways. I think it's just like a nice thing to remember. We all have low and high self-esteem around different things. I mean, speaking of, do you have low or high self-esteem? Okay, well. If you had to average it out. <laughs> Even though I we just I, said it's always in different domains. If I had to average it out, I do think I have high self-esteem. But Agreed. that was also maybe because of me reading all these things and then being like, I guess I relate more to that. Because I think obviously everyone feels like they have low self-esteem. I think walking around life thinking you have high self-esteem is rare. Yeah, like even people who have high self-esteem obviously have times when they feel bad about themselves. Yeah, or feel and like I failures. honestly was only choosing high because I was reading all these articles and being like, well, I don't suffer from those and those are what they're saying is low. Mm. Uh, sorry, I do some, but like it just, I think without reading all this research, I would have said mid to low. But now I think- You would have said mid to low. Well, Yeah. To me, you have very high self-esteem. Well, no, but I think that's also because you were reading these things. To me, you also have high self-esteem. Really? Yes, but they're different <laughs> ways. Okay, we need to get into the information because I feel like we're just like being vague. Okay. Because it's not like there's a such thing as having low and high. It's all... Okay, well, you start then because I know you've been talking more, but my stuff more has to do with like the relationships between different groups of people and how that impacts your self-esteem. Okay. Unless you want me to jump into that first. Yeah, no, like jump I can, into that. I can start I with this I have so study. much stuff okay. that I'm like... Well, I then I'll start with friendships. Yeah. Because there's a lot of information on parents and that relationship, which is obviously a huge one. But I came across a new study that was about friendships and self-esteem and thought it was interesting. Okay. So the question is, does having close friends boost your self-esteem 
or does having high self-esteem influence the quality of your friendships? So like Whoa. are people who have high self-esteem just like lucky because then they make more friends or chicken or the egg. Yeah. That's what this study was a meta-analysis on over two decades of research, 47,000 people all over the world. Places like U.S., Germany, Canada, Australia, like like not, maybe not everywhere in the world, but they just yeah. <laughs> I'm naming only you white mean countries. The Western <laughs> white ass world. No, there may have been others. I didn't. I just wrote down a couple. All right, the results. So, positive social relationships, social support, and social acceptance help shape the development of self esteem in people over your entire lifetime. Okay. So, there is some studies that show like certain age groups are so important, but this is saying. It fluctuates all over and it like up until you're 76 in this study, like you can change your self-esteem. Um, wow. They found high self-esteem leads to stronger relationships. Okay. But actually also the other way around. So it's fun. so having <laughs> more social relationships gives you yeah. higher self-esteem. And they realized it's literally a, like feedback, a feedback loop. loop? Yeah. yeah. So if you put effort into making friends and maintaining relationships, it will make you more um, have higher self-esteem and people with high self-esteem are more likely to go and like solidify relationships like that. Cool. Um, now the negative side of that is it can also lead to a downward spiral, right? Like if you have low self-esteem, right. you're likely to uh, like those relationships might fall apart. Some relationships in your life may not be maintained. That reflects back on your self-esteem it lowers, which just can self-perpetuate the problem. Wow, gotcha. Um, so like they go hand in hand. But to me, the takeaway is like, sometimes you just got to do things. Like you may, if you're having low self-esteem or you feel lonely and these kind of things. There's like, like work you can do. Yeah, and it may not feel good right away. I think it's kind it reminds me of the gym, right? Like, but it's kind of like, you may not feel like, if you're in a downward spiral, it may feel like, I don't want to hang out with people because I feel shitty about it. Like I have low self-esteem. I don't like being around people. I don't feel good. But knowing that working on those relationships will eventually reflect back on you, which will make you better at maintaining those relationships yeah. and growing them. Sometimes it's just useful to know you just got to do it and eventually it'll feel good. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of exercise. Like at first it is like, but it's actually like feels worse. Friends. Yeah. The exercise here. is so hard though. Totally. That's why at least start with the relationships you have. Yeah. But, and maybe put yourself out there, but it's interesting to know friendships impact self-esteem. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of like a lot of the stuff I have is about, well, it's more related to childhood experiences, but all around like friendships. I guess we can get into the parent stuff. Sure. Everyone's well, this, about to drag The one parents. link of this, yeah, yeah. Parents are highly correlated, but yeah. this study was also <laughs> able to say that a positive relationship with parents can cultivate high self-esteem, which is what we're probably going to talk about, which then led more pot to more positive relationships with peers and adolescents, hmm. which then strengthened self-esteem, which made them um, like have more relationships in adulthood. So it's like this compounding factor that if you didn't get that head start as a kid, it's obviously harder hmm. to catch up or but it feels. Yeah. Harder. And there definitely is ways you can work on it. Like even amongst a lot of these studies, there was like, books like so many self-help books mm. there's like almost like journal books with like sentence starters that like are like 178 pages of sentence starters for people to like essentially work on their self-esteem through cognitive behavioral therapy through a book so it is like okay like it is very psychologically something you can work on like to get to the neuroscience the only study i could find was just that like it was found that self-esteem is related to connectivity in the frontostriatal circuit. The frontostriatal pathway connects to the medial prefrontal cortex, which deals with like self-knowledge. It also connects to another part that deals with like motivation and reward. And when there were more connections between these, it correlated to people on surveys saying they had higher self-esteem. Mm -hmm. But we all know that like there's plasticity in the brain. So again, it's like just because there's a neurological aspect, they aren't saying it's like fully genetic or anything. A lot of this science is coming down to like Almost like environmental yes. factors like that it, impact. There that was growth. not much like self-esteem genetics mm. information. So it's like, okay, this is all, it makes it more complicated in many ways, but it does in many ways make you be like, like, this is something I could work on. Yeah. Although the only caveat I'll throw out there is like, there obviously is genetics when it comes to certain conditions, whether that be like depression, anxiety, OCD. Yes. Like, yeah, and yeah. so, and some of those conditions are contribute, linked to yeah. low self-esteem. 
but self-esteem you're right isn't this category like we don't diagnose self-esteem yeah exactly that's why it's so interesting it's and why more it's like we need to talk about yeah. this because it's like everyone feels it and talks about it or sorry everyone feels it and like has judgments on it but no one really talks about it and it reminds me of our envy episode because it is like this kind of deeper baseline emotion that everyone deals ha- with yeah and then like hides yeah, it feels yeah. shameful to admit or talk about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like even socially, it's like you aren't, not that you're not supposed to say you have low self-esteem, but there's this kind of feeling that like, like saying you're envious of someone is kind of a social taboo. Yeah. It feels almost a social taboo to be, to like, be like, I, I have, have low, low self-esteem. self-esteem, but I know people like all do. do. <laughs> and also judge other people for it. Like I've heard people kind of say it in these kind of mean ways where it's like, well, obviously you do too, mm-hmm. but you're saying it cause you're kind of mad at someone or you're like, yeah. I do feel like a lot of negative energy that I get from people is from low self-esteem. Like I actually mm-hmm. think sometimes I'm like, there are people in my life who I think are like way more triggering and way more like just kind of have bad vibes. I know that sounds so lame, but I'm always like, I think they're struggling with self-esteem. People who come out later, I'm going to talk about coming out. I always notice that. People who come out late, I'm always like, it just is like, there's like a struggle there that I'm always like, I have to remind myself that those people are struggling more. Probably with self-esteem because it's like they had were in the closet longer. Okay, I'll get into that. So like being closeted is really bad for your self-esteem. So like, Mm. and that one to me is like, is it chicken or egg as well, right? Like, are you not coming out because you have low self-esteem yeah, it is or, and they're probably well, a loop. It's probably yeah. similar where like by the longer you wait, wow. maybe it becomes like a loop where you feel lower self-esteem because the older you get, the more likely you are to kind of know what you're doing when you're young yeah. and actually figuring it out. You're kind of like, and this is no judgment on anyone who comes out late, but it's just like when you're young, you just don't even really know what gay means and then yeah. or queer or whatever you end up being. And there's like this certain point where you know, but you're still hiding it. Yeah. And that for me was when I was like 17, 18. I was like, okay, like I don't think I'm gay. Like I'm bi. Like I like guys. And then I could only live with that for like X, maybe like a year and a half. And then I finally came out when I met you, but other people might, I assume have that similar cognition around that age. Maybe it's later, but then might might deal with it for like a decade where they know like cognitively, intellectually that they're gay, but aren't. Yeah. Admitting it to themselves or others. But what's your point? That 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 the longer you live with that, it makes sense that you would like judge yourself for that. Yeah. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. And that's, yeah. Would lead to, because it's painful. It's it's painful to know something to be true and not. That's what I mean. When you're young, you kind of like, don't really know. Like, I didn't, I mean, some people know, some people say they know since they were three, but I actually didn't the, really know. Yeah, until I think I was, you are probably just talking about your own experience. Yeah, people that's have, yeah, like don't, and some people probably don't yeah. know until they're yeah. 40 and then they're suddenly like, Oh, I think I may be gay. And like, because like acceptance is more clear now, young people might mm-hmm. just be like, yeah, I knew when I was really young cause everyone was talking to me about it. And yeah. then I came out really young or still held onto the pain for as long. Mm-hmm. But okay. When we, th- okay, let's start with parents before we get to the closeted thing. Cause they're linked. But one study found that childhood experiences that contribute to healthy self-esteem, so like ding, ding, if you're a parent that does this, is like when you're a kid who feels like you're listened to, you're spoken to respectfully, you receive appropriate attention and affection and having accomplishments recognized and mistakes or failures acknowledged and accepted. Say that last part again, mistakes and... They're acknowledged and accepted. Okay, it's like you're allowed to make mistakes. Yeah, you're like, we're gonna gonna say when it's a mistake. I think a lot of people's like parents are probably like, oh, they made a mistake, I'm gonna ignore it. Yeah, or Or, like reprimand them. And then it's like, no, they're like, you acknowledge those mistakes are happening and it's Mm. fine. And then it's like, if you're a parent doing all that, slay. Experiences that contribute to low self esteem, being harshly criticized, being physically, sexually, or emotionally abused, being ignored, ridiculed, or teased, or being expected to be perfect all the time. Mm. So it's like, those are, you know, obviously don't sound like, those just sound like good and bad parenting, but obviously like everyone's going to, I think have a bit a version of all of those. Yeah. Again, it's a spectrum. What, one thing I found interesting, like mine tracks with yours. Another study I found was just like uh, children develop higher self-esteem when they have warmth from their parents, like when they feel like connected and loved. Yeah. Um, and like you said, like they're acknowledged, their achievements are acknowledged, but it said children may develop low self-esteem um, when they're like, given too much praise yeah, and they're inflated so much. It like says it 
it gives a sense of grandiosity, but then they also worried about falling short of those standards set from them. So like, and of course this is the most annoying thing to hear as a parent when you're like, okay, like there's literally a Goldilocks amount, like not yeah. too much, not too little. Like how do but you, you find a balance? Tell, like not to mm. judge parents, but like I'm around them all now because everyone's having kids and you can tell, you can tell when someone's, inflating their kid's ego versus right. acknowledging them in an appropriate way. Like it's, I know that people are like, it's a Goldilocks and it's a hard answer, but like, I think a lot of people out there can understand when is the appropriate time to praise and when is the appropriate time to be like, Oh, good job. Fair. Like what's an actual achievement? Well, it's just hard. But like I also, want, it's you know, every single parent. Like I noticed in a couple, there's one that's like, like it was happening the other day where they're like, oh yeah, our kid said their first word when they were like two and the other parents like that was gibberish. Like it's like, that is like what I notice happens a lot. There's the parent who's like, my kid's a genius. Then there's the other parent that's like, that's called baby talk. They've not said a word. Like I've seen that happen with all couples and that's cute. Cause it's like, there's a balance. Mm-hmm. It's a net Goldilocks. Yeah. A lot of no opposites attract. Yeah. Okay. So then using, this is why being closeted, I think is so hard and why it would lead to low self-esteem is that. Essentially, we learn about self-esteem by social comparisons and like children are like doing it on the playground, like figuring it out, like where are they better? Where are they worse? It's like the positive and negative feelings about themselves are like happening in puberty when they're looking around at people make almost like relationships, close friends, sexual relationships. Like you're just kind of constantly being like, okay, where do I fall? What's going on? And successful relationships and successful self-esteem is like when you're when you're owning yourself at a young age, essentially. Mm. And it's like, okay, if you're gay or closeted, it's like you're doing all that while like completely lying to yourself. Right. Yeah. Which I just is like, okay, that's like so brutal. Like reading this, it wasn't about being closeted, but I was just thinking like that's what being closeted is. At this intense time where they're like high school, so important for self-esteem. Mm. You're having to like do what everyone else is doing while like lying to yourself. Or not yeah. lying to yourself, lying to others. And it's just like, it sucks because you then aren't able to maybe socially compare yourself properly. I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And this might be my own perspective as somebody who, you know, was closeted to a certain age. And I think, at least for millennial gays, I think this is sort of relatable. <laughs> a lot of gay men, at least, end up being overachievers. And I don't know if it's a compensation or like, hey, you're not like being accepted by like your specifically male yeah, peers. That's so real. So you try to like overachieve, but then you're being valued based on your achievements, which yeah. is that thing where it's like you've set the standard so high what you need to achieve that your self-esteem is probably hurt anytime you're not achieving that. So yeah. not only are you repressing who you actually are, you're building a false identity on your other things. Like, look over here, look how successful I am. Like I work so hard. I'm look so over good at here. school. Look over there. Um and I can see that like compounding. And as somebody who like did yeah. that for sure was like my achievements, yeah. like fine, I can't be accepted because I'm like a closeted gay. I'm going to be the best at school yeah. and I'm going to work really hard. I'm going like, to be so good at musical theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is hard to, to yeah. undo that is also yeah. like taking a long yeah. time. I was like that too, but I was also a stoner. So I just never achieved that much. <laughs> um, okay. So some ways to understand if you have high versus low self-esteem. So people with, they actually like to say healthy self-esteem, not oh, okay. high, because it does yeah. kind of, yeah. People who firmly believe in their values and principles and are ready to defend them, even if it like involves tension or um, like, you know, someone sort of like, if you, I, I can so see that. I find that like when people are like arguing about something and you can just tell someone believes what they believe in, that's a sign of, healthy self-esteem right it's like they're you're not able wavering to, on the things yeah no they're just like oh that's great for you but i'm feel this way right like that kind of vibe you're like yeah. oh yeah that is like mm-hmm. a really to be confident energy to have contradicting ideas to other people and be able to live in them without needing to like convince other people that you're right and so, a lot of yeah a lot of it is about decision making so people are able to act accordingly and make the best choice for themselves they trust mm-hmm. their own judgment they never they don't necessarily feel guilty they're just like yeah, so I, re- I relate to those two. Like, I, I don't, like, I'm I'm a Libra, and everyone's always like, you're indecisive, and I'm like, I'm not. And it's like, <laughs> I want to believe in astrology, but everyone says that to me, and it's like, no, I'm, like, decisive. Um, not worrying about what's happening in the past or what could happen in the future. Like, being like, oh, I learned from the past, I plan for the future, and I mostly live in the present. That's a sign of healthy self-esteem? Yeah, because I was like, mm. I definitely, like, I definitely 
I don't know how I feel Why do about you that one. suppose that being focused on the past means you have low self-esteem? Well, or ruminating. Like, ruminating is like be is it because when you have low self-esteem you're more likely to ruminate? Yeah, like I can imagine someone with healthy self-esteem is like, "Oh my god, I did can that. Move on. I did that yeah. weird thing." I messed up, LOL. But move yeah. on. Yeah. I almost feel like I used to have like the highest self-esteem in the world almost when I was like, you did. and it's like, I've now just been like beat down by life. No, I think like you just became an adult. Like it's a bit of that teenager brain thing. Yeah. Like, Cause it can go either way, but you had the thing where they're like teenagers brains don't develop <laughs> where like you were just so confident and you know what I mean? When they're like, like how do they say this about kids? Like kids just become like boisterous and out there and they're not afraid of yeah. things. And like, I think you went through that phase and I met you and you were like this when you just like couldn't act. You didn't care about the world. Maybe you did internally. I don't well, know. But. The thing was like I had like built my personality with like my close friends around this. Like I loved being uncomfortable because mm. it was like a story. Like it was like I was like a funny. I was like my my sort of like strength that felt like was funny. So if I got into a situation where someone might ruminate, I'd be like, this is such a good story. Like I'm mm. so uncomfortable. So I like loved laughing at my like mistakes. Right. Being able to, I like, loved making lightly. mistakes cause it meant I could tell a story. And so I made like horrible mistakes, but they <laughs> kind of, that might not be like self-esteem. That might just be like a weird tactic, but I yeah. still kind of feel like that. It helps me. Totally. That feels like a, I, I've never really been able to do that but i've always been jealous of your ability to be in a bad situation or a stressful situation and kind of be like this will be a funny story one day yeah like, yeah don't take it so seriously but that's so true it always it is it, you're unless right. it's like actually trauma <laughs> exactly like, like there's a limit yeah. and my brain always thinks but what if this is a trauma yeah event? but, but that like, seems more anxiety than self-esteem totally me. but they're obviously linked right yeah, like in that moment i'm saying it's hard for me to step out because my anxiety is going yeah but you might die <laughs> okay so this is one that like i feel like i've makes me feel like i have lower self-esteem and maybe you're better I, like fully trust their capacity to solve problems Hmm. They ask others for help when they need it. Okay, definitely do that. And I don't hesitate after failures and difficulties. Sorry, these are other things. But the, I like solving problems. I'm always like, mm, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, or like, it's like, I don't ever. Yeah. You figure out problems. Like you're like, I can figure this out. Whereas but I don't I'm know like, if that's a sign of healthy self-esteem for me. But maybe it is. Like definitely the other things you were saying, I was like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't see myself as someone with particularly low self-esteem, but I can see those areas in which like I do have low self-esteem that yeah. you, or like non-healthy, whatever we want to qualify it as. I agree. There's areas like I do feel like competent and confident in most of my abilities, but it's hard for me to evaluate whether they're coming out of self-esteem or that old thing for me which is like the kid thing of like the need to prove myself hmm, and those like look like the same thing yeah. but are actually but to the me i'm like you're solving thing. a problem yeah well definitely now that i'm older i'm i have more self-esteem yeah i don't like i am more confident in being like this i'm doing this for a healthy reason versus like the need for yeah, something else for but, validation yeah okay, i'm just gonna read through them quickly just because i thought they were so interesting yeah. and then we can talk so these are more for people with healthy self-esteem. They consider themselves equal in dignity to others rather than inferior or superior based on talents, financial standing. They understand how they are an interesting and valuable person for others, at least for those with whom they have a friendship. They resist manipulation, so they collaborate with others only if it seems appropriate and convenient. Admit and accept different internal feelings and drives, either positive or negative, revealing those drives to others only when they choose, which I thought was interesting because people like overshares mm. are able to enjoy a great variety of activities, are sensitive to feelings and needs of others, respect generally accepted social rules, there's you, and claim no right <laughs> or desire to prosper at others' expenses can work toward finding solutions and voice discontent without belittling themselves or others when challenges arise. Mm. So those are all like, I just kind of thought those were all so interesting and people can obviously like see where they fall Yeah. for low self-esteem. These are signs that you have low self-esteem, heavy self-criticism and dissatisfaction, hypersensitivity to criticism with resentments against the critics. Like you feel attacked chronic, chronic indecision and an exaggerated fear of mistakes, excessive will to please and unwillingness to displease any petitioner perfectionism, which can lead to frustration <laughs> when perfection is not achieved. Neurotic guilt dwelling or an exaggerated 
on or exaggerating the magnitude of past <laughs> mistakes, <laughs> floating hostility and general defensiveness and irritability without any proximate cause, pessimism and a general negative outlook, envy, invidiousness or general resentment sees temporary setbacks as permanent intolerable conditions. Okay. I'm laughing because the first like 75% of that, I was like, this is just a description of me. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it was. You, no, the, I know. It got to you, a point where no, it felt like, no, not, I but feel the like beginning you, okay. I was like, I, <laughs> no, this, I do <laughs> not think you have low self-esteem, but I think you've created almost like a character for yourself. <laughs> like, cause I see you, I'm like, you are not, ruminating on like the things that I think give people low self-esteem in the way that I think a lot of people are or sorry no, but go through those first couple okay I know they're you but okay heavy self-criticism just hypersensitivity criticism yes done. perfectionism Check. which Check. can lead to frustration excessive will to please like literally not breaking rules um, neurotic guilt Check. okay 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 but but I'm just saying if I think of like all like close friends like people i know if i line all our friends up i just think you fall in the middle of self-esteem in general just like if someone were to ask me i'd be like you're in the middle yeah. to the top but yeah well of course when i'm reading that i'm like that is mitch but i'm like i think sometimes that you like no it's not a caricature but like i think that like it's kind of like one of those things i think those parts of you defined you when you were younger and i think led to you being an overachiever and like they did you so good and now you're trying to unlearn them and i think you have unlearned them a lot more than you like give yourself credit for that's possible like i think because yeah i do agree i don't feel like i have super low self-esteem exactly yeah the, the issues that bother me more are outside of self self-esteem like i'm like extremely existential and uncertain and like looking for the meaning of life like that to me is maybe it's related to self-esteem but those are like the things that occupy my anxiety more yeah whereas like i'm not really like overly comparing myself to other people or feeling down on myself or feeling like i'm not worthy or like i do yeah. have those feelings like everyone but i don't feel like my like i'm not a person who does that so i would yeah. agree that i'd be like in the middle of the friend that's group. what i was saying like before i did this research i was kind of like oh yeah i'd be in the middle for self-esteem but then when i was reading those things i was like okay i relate a lot more to the high yeah and i like when i was doing the studies i started the beginning of the podcast being like by being like okay mm -hmm. i think i have high self-esteem because these studies are telling me that yeah but that doesn't mean that i actually think that you know what i mean and i yeah. think that there's really interesting research about narcissism and like how mm. the people who have think they have high self-esteem could also just have narcissistic personality yeah, disorders. True. They're probably, that's and probably like the extreme end of it, right? Like yeah. that was even linked to being overpraised as a child. Like sometimes you could like, and low self-esteem and narcissism are like run together, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. I would have thought that it, they wouldn't, but I guess it would be like kind of overcompensating things. Yeah. But then even consumerism, like there was a lot of stuff I read about consumption. Like I'm more of a consumer than you. Mm -hmm. Like I like, shop for things mm -hmm. like the way I dress and stuff in a way that people are like, that would just signal low self-esteem. That like you, you want to use clothes. You mean as like a means to well, they were, express they, yourself? They were, it was interesting. They were saying consumption can like overconsumption can lead to low self-esteem because you're essentially just like chasing a status that like can never be found mm -hmm. like through your external like for example, clothing or expensive clothes and stuff like that. But then they were like, if you actually spend your money on cooking courses, sports gear, educational apps, <laughs> that increases self-esteem, like your fitness and what yeah. you're spending, what you're consuming. And then they were like, science books was their example. People, this is how it can go both ways. People can feel like they're dumb. So they buy a science book. They never read it. Every time they see the science book, they go, <laughs> they get insecure and think, and it leads to low self-esteem okay. or they can think that they're dumb, buy a science book, read it and then get high self-esteem. Mm. So I was like, there's something interesting where they were like, not all consumption is bad, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, no, I'm aware of fashion and style and like this way of status through consumerism that you're not that to me thinks it's like, why am I doing that? Yeah. But, I, I think you have a pretty healthy version of it. Like I agree at the basis of it, just needing, you're not somebody who needs to own so many things, but I'm just going to paint a picture. Like people who need to keep buying new clothes and want to look different, like maybe are having issues with like the need to feel like a certain way when people see them. But also, I don't know. I just don't think that yours expresses that way. And like, sometimes I'm like, I don't 
feel as comfortable buying clothes because I'm not confident about my choices in them. Do you know what I mean? That it's easier to just like be simple and have basic clothes and not overthink that. Mm, like how we talked about in the end of the episode, how sometimes I just like cut things out that give me yeah, stress. Like yeah. for me, I, I have come to like shopping a little more. I've gotten older and I was, when I was younger, like my, mom bought most of my clothes which they actually said could lead to low self-esteem yeah like, like being, a lot of those choices were yeah. made for me and i didn't yeah. feel like i ever built a skill for like how to like feel confident to buy things yeah. for myself and i still struggle with that if i go and i'm not like with you to be like is this do you like this like yeah. does this look good i mean i know everyone has that no yeah, it's a big part of our relationship is me being like if we're going out i have to like figure out how to get yeah. out of the room clothes like... for me is not a high self-esteem area interesting but yeah. i don't feel the need to look the best all the time. Yeah, yeah. But I do have like a hang ups on like, uh, it's kind of like, well, if I'm going to try, I hope it looks good. <laughs> well, that's a really interesting one. <laughs> it's easier to not try. <laughs> because it makes me realize like, I do see that. Like my parents didn't buy us clothes. And I think that did help me a lot because to I find had your to, own style and, yeah. Or they'd literally walk me to the secondhand store and be like, go off. And I'd be like, oh, I want to go to the <laughs> gap. Like they would like, kind of like, it is interesting to, to have like your mom buy you all of your clothes. I can see how that would feel like such a nice thing as a parent. But then the research is like, you have to give your kids a little bit of like choice, whatever it's called. Yeah, like I also choice. went to um, Catholic school. So I just had to wear a uniform for like all of my high oh, school. That's also really interesting too. Cause it's probably people argue that's a good thing. Cause you don't have to kind of get caught up it. in the social yeah. status. Yeah. Things. And there, yeah, you're not like going to school and, the idea is like everyone's made even. But, but. then you're losing the self-expression we just mm -hmm. talked about, like the choices you might have needed to make. To, yeah. yeah. And I mean, this is all layered. Like, obviously, as a gay kid, I probably, even though I was a closeter, didn't quite know. It's like, it was nice to not have to worry about And clothing. to wear a gay-ass little outfit. Well, well, no, but maybe it's a gay-ass <laughs> outfit, but everyone's wearing it. Exactly. That's what I mean. I'm like, I wish I could just, we all had to wear gay-ass Whereas outfits. if I had to make those choices, it was like, am I exposing myself? Because do I inherently have some gay thing that I express if I like wow. wear? clothes that i like i was so insane in high school like especially when i came out and was so confident like when i was like in end of grade 11 and i would just i tried to make like my mom's pearl necklaces like a thing like i was the only guy in my school i was like walking around with like beads around my neck and everyone was just like no we're doing like abercrombie pop collars i'm like no actually i think it's beads and like it never became beads like it never it never but it was just like me being like almost like you know what i maybe had a little bit too much uh, um, I just don't feel like, I guess that is maybe a sign of having healthy self-esteem being like, I don't think I have healthy self-esteem, but I know that I have good self-esteem, but yeah. I just don't Everyone's got know. their trigger. Yeah, areas. I know. I'm like, we have our trigger areas. Yeah. Like I just think, and everyone listening, like, and because I know you, I could point out your trigger areas and you could point out mine. Yeah. And yeah. there'd be areas I and can it's point just like, out for that I'm it's like, it's easier finite. to see the way your have you have healthy self-esteem from me and probably vice versa vice versa exactly i'm like looking at you like you do and uh, and and also um just that mass media is like a huge issue with self-esteem mm -hmm. and so is social media upward social comparison all these things are like really yeah. brutal and we're all existing in that now more than ever so maybe that's part of also the reason why i'm like I, according to this, these studies have high self-esteem, but then it's like, because of the internet age, it's mm -hmm. really it's hard harder. to yeah. self-identify as that because you're just like constantly like, yeah. okay, well, there's a bunch of things that yeah. I'm not right. Like yeah. there's, there's the 1% of people who are good at that or best at that, that I'm constantly seeing around. And me. I love celebrity culture. And it's a, lo a lot of the ones that I read was about that. Mm -hmm. Like you're just constantly seeing these celebrities who live these like actually beautiful, luxurious lives. So it always will make you question your own. If you care about that, yeah. which I do. But I just think like of all people, celebrities probably face some of the lowest self-esteem. Yeah, that's been the nice For that about, same reason yeah. that now everyone is suffering this because we're all so socially connected, but celebrities have always had the opinions of everyone on them. And we all know that you all gravitate towards the negative things. And so mm -hmm. a celebrity have, you know, if, in normal, like if we're cave people, like we're only getting five opinions, but now you can get 500. And if you're a celebrity, you can get 5 million. Yeah. And there's and no way for your body yes. to actually be like, those negative ones aren't true. There's only 1 million bad ones and 4 million good ones. It's like, no, that feels really bad. And so, like celebrities, it is, I would not wish being famous on my worst enemy because mm. what I've even noticed from like the little glimpses through our job of like parties, like elite spaces is like, when I'm like, okay, yeah, like some celebrity would be like, yeah, of course, according to some normal person, 
I'm obviously better, but that's not who I'm interested in. Like they actually live mm -hmm. in this bubble of other celebrities and right. access. And like, yeah, it's like everyone does lives in your own reference point, but their reference point is so extreme. Exactly. Like I've been at yeah. those events and I'm like, these events are so dark. No one here is having fun because there's mm. so much eyes all over the place. And it's so like, whereas if I go to a party with a bunch of normal people like us, you're like, oh, there's actually joy here. There's fun because mm -hmm. there's like a different level of like human like awareness. Mm -hmm. And like you'd think a celebrity would in those places would be like, I own this place. But it's like, no, there's always two people more famous than them. Yeah. There's like so much more like negative energy in those spaces than you could um, ever yeah. imagine. And everyone sees their own rejection and failure, but it's like you don't see other people's. Yeah. So you're yes, like, you know, you true. hear these celebrities sometimes be like, I had to, I had to go like I'd be rejected from a hundred auditions before. I got like everyone yeah. sees their own story of failure, but then you just see like, oh, that person's getting all these gigs and they're so lucky and praised. And I don't know. Um, I want to go back to parents and what you can do to foster mm -hmm. um, self-esteem in your children. And one thing is called a growth mindset is very important. And that is like praising your kids for their effort instead of their ability. Oh, so, so smart. Yeah. Like you, it, you're basically trying to teach them that failure isn't harmful, mm. but like, uh, it, it teaches you how to grow and learn. And so we like, so, if you tried really hard, that is actually yeah, worth being really cool. praised for. Oh my God. We're so boomers raised <laughs> us. And that's so not boomer. No, but you know what? Boomers oh. so outcome oriented. Yeah, from, you're right. Like, their parents were like literally like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like intense. But I, it's interesting because you hear people like I can see this resonating with the idea of you'll be like, oh, but we can't give all these kids like participation trophies and stuff like that. There's been this kind of backlash against like every kid gets an award, whatever. But I feel like this actually is somewhat mm. related to that where it's like, but yeah. it's healthy to encourage people to try. Yeah, it, yeah, We're not totally. trying to tell them that everyone's going to become an NBA superstar. Yeah. But like if you tried really hard and worked hard at playing basketball in gym, you should be not necessarily given an award. I'm not saying that, but like I still think it's healthy to be like, that good for you you tried really hard also it's like but also being realistic about yeah. like you weren't that good at it but yeah. you did actually try really hard. also whoever like is those people i'm like sorry but you're dumb because it's like the people like a lot of this is like backlash to again i'm biased because i like have a teaching degree and i went and learned at like a teacher's college but like people are doing studies on this stuff mm -hmm. literally linked to self-esteem linked to kids growth like a school setting, a high school setting, a curriculum setting, like for in a place like Toronto, the public system, that's been studied. Mm -hmm. If all of a sudden kids are getting less homework, you know, there's a reason. Mm -hmm. If all of a sudden like kids are like not failing and they just pass, it's like there's a reason. These are not just like arbitrary decisions. They're right. decisions made truly you through psychological research. studies yeah. and mm -hmm. research about what is best for the most kids. Yeah. So it's like funny whenever I hear people angry about the new aspects of an education system i'm like they're ignorant to mm. what research is saying yeah because that's exactly what that what you're saying from that article is that do you want a kid with good self-esteem or do you want like a yeah. psycho kid who can swim really fast in the olympics and hates themselves <laughs> it's like it's like people are probably like oh i want a psycho kid who swims really fast yeah. it's like okay well then you're actually messed yes. because you should probably want your good to have high self-esteem well adjusted yeah yeah which i do think is a really interesting part of parenting that I can imagine is so hard. And like, yeah. I really want to be a parent and I can imagine how it might think about it every day, which is like, I want my kid to be a well-rounded kid, but then there's all these other pressures of like, what does the kid reflect on me? Mm -hmm. And like, you just see so many parents getting so caught up in their kid's success. And you're like, from afar, I was just like a gay guy, double income, no kid, a dink. I'm just like, <laughs> you're acting crazy. Yeah. But then I'm like, I can, I'm not a parent. I bet when you're in it, you just get Such shrouded in, in your competition. Yeah. And, but it's Everyone's to me always about bubbles. the parent more than the kid. Yeah, totally. Like yeah, hockey always, parent always, vibes. always, always yeah. it's about the parent. Oh, and, and so otherwise it, you can tell when it's healthy and it's led by the kid. Cause they're yeah. actually like, I really want that thing. Yeah. And it's not becoming like as a way to just please their parents yeah. or whatever. 
Yeah, it's hard because what was I gonna say? Self esteem like, is so complicated. Everything's so hard. <laughs> Everything is so because hard. Because even then I think of like parents and the use of screens and I don't know. I just like there's so much pressure on doing everything perfectly right or you're gonna mess up your kid forever. On either side yeah. of the spectrum, like the fear of being yeah. too easy on them or not pushing them like what if I didn't push my kid hard enough and they may come like, you know, there's always these fears. Maybe they're totally unfounded, but I think And so. there are jokes like you just mess your kid like Ever, yeah. I, like parents make the joke all the time like I'm just messing up my kid in like a new unique way totally because like now there's all these new parenting styles and they're like we're gonna grow up and everyone's gonna be like you did that yeah all our kids are just gonna resent us for different things yeah but I do think it's like net positive though I do yeah. think new parenting styles when I learn about them I'm like oh that is I can see how that's that's going to be helping the kid more mm-hmm. than what we had and like I think that like our kids will be better parents like it's all through this type of research that we were reading where people are like Understanding people didn't even know what self-esteem was that long ago, let alone how to like deal with it. Yeah. So I do think it's a net positive over time based on science and research. Me too. But then also maybe a net negative because we're facing like the biggest crisis. Oh, like through the internet. Yeah. Yeah, Like the, this kind of exposure to so many other people and their thoughts, not only about us, but like then just about how everyone looks and what you should look like and how to look beautiful and how to be smart. And like, there's a bigger pressure than ever before. So I don't know. Yeah, self esteem is really fascinating. Yeah, I one still thing can't that, land on. I guess it, it's just a spectrum. I'm just, I keep thinking about myself, and I'm just like, I don't know what I what I am. What do you actually think that you are? Like, if you were on a scale, like middle, high, I, like middle seems such a cop out to say. But no, I think you're middle. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, I think you're, you're high. Do you think you're high? Um, like intellectually i think i'm high but like deep down i'm like like you think no. there's other like like yeah hidden i just feel like there's or... like a lot of like things that like motivate me in the day that i'm like that was not high self-esteem mm. motivated but then i'm like but they're actually no yeah i guess high <laughs> it just seems like a lame thing to say <laughs> well but like, it's based on this research i think that more than what i actually felt before i did the research and also we are getting older like i think it becomes easier as you age and you see you hear like people in their 70s being like i don't get why i cared about like you you learn to just be like screw the world i'm just gonna do whatever i want you know what i think i do have high self-esteem and i think my issue is that i feel like i have lower self-esteem now than i did in the recent past Hmm. and i think it's because I really want a kid and I really want a change in lifestyle and it isn't coming hmm. as for as easily as I thought. And it's leading to a lot like thinking of static, like up and down low self-esteem. I think I'm in a low self-esteem part of my life because like hmm. everything like that I want right now, I like can't like really have. Yeah, like I don't have fair. a womb. I don't like, yeah. like I can imagine like people with infertility issues go through low self-esteem. It feels yeah. like that's where I'm at. I think that's, that's my answer. It's like, I actually know I have high self-esteem. Definitely. If you asked me even three or four years ago, I'd be like, baby, like, mm-hmm. this is a really fun episode for me because I don't struggle. Like yeah. I am so fortunate and I do believe that. And I think my parents have when I was reading about it, I'm like, okay, my parents slayed. They yeah. probably were like reading some <laughs> of this stuff, except for the teasing thing. They tease me and it's like, yeah, we oh, yeah. tease and each other. And, one, and your one. parents validate you like maybe too much, but they validated you more than my parents did. No yeah. way. Like my parents were worried about me becoming an annoying bragging piece of <laughs> shit. And so I'm like, so, but, but anyways, in general, yes, sorry, I think I have high self-esteem, but I think I'm in a low self-esteem part of my life because of the I want to have a kid. And I can't. And, and it's that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that that I think is where I, that's like my true honesty. And those are the junctures when you have to face self-esteem, when you're like faced at a crossroads yeah, of like, yeah. am I quote unquote good enough for this? Or yeah, like, and my life, this, like or? my life has turned out so much better than I ever could have imagined. But this is something I've always imagined for myself that isn't turning out. Mm. And so it's kind of like, okay, that's going to make me question my self-esteem because yeah. it feels like my self-esteem is actually like, hanging on this thing which if i've actually had good self-esteem it shouldn't Hmm. yeah i think it swings like you said and i think i'm not the opposite obviously we're going through the same thing but i think i've come from having low self-esteem expressed as perfectionism expressed as overachieving so i do feel like comparatively i have higher self-esteem now. which helps because it feels like you're going like it's a trajectory yeah. yeah but i mean like it took a lot of struggle i think to get it and so there's still those deeper part of me that are like oh 
is that low self-esteem still like lingering and I've masked it or did I find a way to reach healthy self-esteem? Hmm. That's why I'm like kind of unsure. Like yeah. in some ways I'm like, do I have low self-esteem? But I feel like I have pretty high self-esteem now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but so I can like think back to so many of the things yeah. that were obviously coming out. of. And you just have like really funny manic tweaks, tweets, tweaks. Sorry. Like you, you have like, personality traits that are just like are on that low list that I think <laughs> you like I just that I can't even fathom them that sometimes I'm like he's making it up like sometimes I'm like he Greg does say that and it's no, very triggering not making it up but like sometimes I'm like he's playing a character like know what I think I'm like if I wasn't here you'd figure this out differently and you'd be fine yes but is that not a quality of low self-esteem where you need other people to <laughs> tell guess. you what to do well, of I course guess. if i'm alone i'll figure it out but yeah I'll, okay it's like having somebody around but no to me it's more linked with anxiety yeah okay which is like a fleeting emotion that just make not, not that it's a fleeting emotion in general but it, in those moments for me i'm not feeling low self-esteem i'm feeling anxious yeah yeah and then i don't like i second guess myself but fascinating no Cool. Well, we'll um, we still have what you're going to speak, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll take a little break now and then we'll come back for a little bit more science. But that is that on self-esteem. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, what did we learn this week? I feel like mine's almost linked to self-esteem, but it was a new study about how social... It's about social media friendship jealousy, social media, oh, which is okay. like yeah. the jealousy you experience through your friendships through social media, mm-hmm. and that it's on the rise. Yeah, <laughs> but is this like with your real life friends? You mean, but yes, seeing their yes, online existence yes, and feeling jealous about yes, that? Yes, not necessarily on like strangers online. No, no, okay. it's like friendships. Like it could be like I'm. This is probably a lot more Gen Z, and I hear like. People on podcasts would be like, yeah, we were Twitter friends. I'm like, how is that possible? They'd be like, we talked on Twitter every day. And it was just like, what? Like, there's like obviously <laughs> relationships that I don't relate to. I'm like, I've never messaged anyone on Twitter. Like, I'm a millennial. And like, so, so well, like, you were never like a chronically online person. You might be now, but I feel like, and I don't do this anymore, but I used to engage in like so many forums and stuff. Yeah, sorry. I mean, like, they, like it I could be social friends. media friendship jealousy, as in like they are actually your I friends only on social media, but that's not what I took away from these okay. studies. And it was just that women reported more social media friendship jealousy than men, and younger women at the highest levels of social media friendship jealousy compared with younger men, older men, and older women. So it's just like this is like a struggle, Mm -hmm. specifically for more people. Anxious and depressed adults are predisposed to monitor the threats to their friendship via social media and experience negative consequences of this behavior. So they're kind of on social media looking at other people mm. like their friends and maybe having fun without them and seeing it as a threat. Yeah. As opposed to like, oh, that's so fun. As like, a like, oh, that's nice for them. <laughs> yeah. And also they're like, it's a sign that you have friends if you're even thinking this. Like right. you have to have friends to, to almost be, be like jealous. jealous of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which they were like, some men might not even like have friends mm. was like kind of a really dark part of the study. Yeah. And just that like, usually jealousy is studied through like a sexual romantic lens, Hmm. but they were just saying like, okay, friendships are so important. Like they are so incredible for like longevity of life. They have so many positive outcomes, like lower loneliness, greater happiness, all these amazing things that like, even like survivability of your offspring, like it's all linked to like 
evolutionary biology, why friends are so important, but they're like, we need to not ignore that it can lead to jealousy, especially in the internet age. Mm -hmm. That like friendships. Right, it's beautiful, yeah. but there's a, there's a double edge. Which I thought was really interesting because I was kind of like, huh, this is like, jealousy is a distinct yet complex aversive emotional response to real or imagined threat to your valued relationship with friends and lovers. And I was like, okay, that's really interesting. And like, obviously it's back to like, truly, the internet is so fucked. Your phone is so yeah. messed because their whole point is you're not like your friends are allowed to go hang out without you. And you wouldn't have seen it in the past. And you would have found out later when you were hanging out with your friend, they'd tell you, it's like, yeah. you're just watching it happen. And it like, you're feeling these negative thoughts, which probably aren't real. I'm just like spiraling around the idea of like, I guess we're never able to go back. Like, no. well, part of me wonders if the future, like these kind of issues will become so serious that there'll be some alternative. Like I know where we'll never go back to the way things were, but will there be a, a time in history when people are just like not having these problems? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's we're really like, funny. Realizing like, it's not that healthy. We so connected. Yeah. To everything. Well, there is like, so like, I mean, I'm obviously just internalizing my own worldview, but that's all life is. <laughs> but like, feels like for me, like, all this science I'm reading, the book I just read, Stolen Focus, all the, even TikToks, like people are onto it. Mm -hmm. People are like, no one thinks these app companies, like everyone looks at yeah. Zuckerberg and Elon mm -hmm. Musk and anyone who made Twitter and they're like, get evil. It's like, this is the smoking of our generation. Yeah, and people even like in the book, they know there's a lot of these like people who created social media who like will not let their kids have social media. They're completely yeah. like panicking, realizing they like ruined the world. I really, yeah, maybe I'm trying to think of it in the lens of smoking, right? Like people still yeah. smoke. Yeah. It's still available, but more people are just more educated on understanding yes. that. And it's they super make addictive. their decisions with, but, yeah. but the book ends with like, okay, there's this thing I did buy called like a key safe where you literally lock your phone with a timer into this thing. And I bought it and it's amazing. Like I locked my phone for the last three nights for 15 hours and it is incredible. And I realized how often I would have actually hmm. just gone to my phone for something. Yeah. Just a moment and, of like, yeah. I just want to check it. Like, so he like had these cool practical versions. That's a great one. Everyone look into key safes. In fact, we should just like make one. We'd be so rich. <laughs> Number two, he's like, it's not about those small things you can do alone. Cause it's so invasive and designed so manipulatively right. that he is like the only way this can happen is regulation. He's yeah. like, there needs to be regulation from a governmental standpoint against these apps. How they tap into yes. your need yes. for them. Like truly it is about like capitalism. It okay, is but about then it's worth thinking about food because there's even been challenges for food on that. Like food is designed to be yeah. extremely tasty, high calorie, not very <laughs> nutritious, make you hungry. Of yeah. course, food is regulated heavily, but especially not in America. That it's yeah. like, how do we, I guess you're right, but it's like, that's going to be the push no, it's, and pull it's struggle, be a right? huge challenge and we can't ever expect that mm -hmm. it's going to come be up like on solved. a way that works. Yeah. But Hopefully. it was interesting to hear this really well-researched book end with regulation, this mm -hmm. word that I kind of thought like, it's not going to go there. That's too like high yeah. in the sky. Mm -hmm. But his whole point was like, he was written by a gay guy. He's like, I couldn't get married this many years ago. Women couldn't even vote this many years ago. Like mm -hmm. things do change. And yeah, like, we're so new change, into yeah. this crisis that, there's enough. We're yeah, allowed to talk about it being regulated. Yeah. Totally. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of regulation, and this is by the time this comes out, it's going to be a little bit old news. Sorry about that. We're recording this early. Um, you've probably seen OpenAI released like a new model named Sora. I made a little TikTok and short and Instagram reel about it as did everyone else in the world. <laughs> but it's basically, you know, podcast is just the perfect medium to describe this. It's like they, now you can just like type in a text description, like a man walking down and falls down on a sidewalk and it will like render a video that is that realistic it's looking. So like, of course, if you stare at these videos, you might be able to find imperfections, but on first glance, like they are really impressive considering they're like, like beautiful <laughs> and considering how fast it's developed. Like, this will only continue to develop. Yeah. And obviously there's a lot of fear right now around like misinformation and how easy it is to pr produce. So this idea that now you can render out full footage mm. of anything. So, you know, we all saw like years ago now, like that image of the Pope wearing like the jacket, like the Balenciaga yeah. jacket or whatever. That was really cool. And then we realized, oh, that wasn't real. Now it's like there could be a video of that. That would be even more convincing because he'd be walking around in it yeah. giving a speech. And it's like, the level and speed that this is happening is kind of spooky. 
um, obviously it's cool in some ways because like to be able to just like create that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And fun to be like, I want to type something and see what yeah, I can create. feels cool. But uh, we're just like heading, it is so wild. And Speaking we, of regulation, yeah. Yeah, just being like, this is going to cause a not only like a huge wave of changes in the way that like, think of how many people like spend their livelihood like creating B-roll footage, creating commercials, creating movies, like animators, like things like huh. that that are necessary. I don't know what the legal whatever is for yeah. this because obviously there's been controversy in the written end of things where they're like, they're stealing this from yeah. writers. Like this, this is stolen from a writer's voice. So maybe the footage will take the same thing where it's like, it's actually just referencing other footage and that's stolen. You can't just use that in a commercial for free. But wow. I don't actually know. It's so interesting. I mean, yeah. we do have a whole vi- a whole podcast on AI you can listen to mm-hmm. where we talk about a lot of these issues. But like those videos are crazy. You yeah. should look them up. If you haven't seen these these clips from OpenAI, it's worth looking at. I just thought it was kind of fascinating. It was. It is. And like to think, I saw a good MKBHD video where he compared like one year ago a text the to, Will Smith one. Yeah, yeah it, it looks, looks like it's hilarious. Black. It looks yeah. bad. It looks funny, and that now it's not funny. Yeah, <laughs> his whole point was like, this is the worst it will ever be. Wow. Right now, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it only gets crazier from here, and that happened in a year. So I know a lot of this gets overhyped, but it's still like wow. It it did shock me for yeah, sure. and I I think so. Just go watch the videos, and you can make a decision for yourself. But they're pretty amazing. Anyway. Sora. Okay. Well, thanks, thanks so awesome. much. We'll be chatting next week. And I uh, hope yeah. you had a little boost of self esteem. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> Kisses. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.